We just had sex. Welcome to Prognosis Podcast. Aaron is pantomiming a countdown here. This is episode five. And we are back at the Plainfield School of Music, and we are enjoying a tasty beverage that Aaron brought for us. Uh, Aaron, why don't you tell us about this beer that you brought for us to consume tonight? Um, This is the Black Point Oatmeal Stout from uh, Geneva Lake Brewing Company up in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. Uh, They're a relatively new brewery, and uh, this was the only beer that I had of theirs that I didn't hate. I'm sorry. But uh, it's it's a relatively... Dark, smoky oatmeal stout that I feel uh, conveys the, the proper things that should be, you know, in this breakfast type of stout. It has a great finish with, uh, you know, a nice malty character on your tongue. And uh, the water is very cleansing and tastes very refreshing. And uh, I look forward to consuming it. It smells like a stout. It tastes like a stout. Actually, it's got a lot of, a lot of a roasty profile. There's a lot of flavor grains and they're not, not very high gravity, so... Um, is definitely oxidized like crazy for how, how young this is, but that's kind of okay for the style. Um, decently bitter, a little bit of a thin mouth, pro, mouth feeling, or mouth, uh, I guess, palate feel, whatever you want to call it. But uh, overall, not bad. I would, I would drink this happily at a, at a pub, but not in Wisconsin. <laughs> so, anyways. Yeah, Chris would rather have some spotted cow. Oh, you're hurting my soul. Um, so yeah, anyways, we're here to, to try once again to convince Matt that progressive rock does not fucking suck. I think that overall we're doing a pretty good job. I'm pretty sure that none of this will ever matter, but I think we're doing a pretty good job overall, even though he's, we're almost even now, I think. We're getting uh, there. Yeah, well, that's like not necessarily good. We started off kicking his ass, but anyways. We've had some outside input as to, you know, exactly what kind of music to, in Today's song well. has a lot of lyrics. I'm going to hand uh, pages over to Matt for him to peruse. Um, this is very old, and it's about the future. <laughs> so the present? No, it's still about it's the still future. It's still about the future. Yeah. Wow. We're, we're not quite there yet. It's a dystopian future. These are a lot of lyrics. Yeah, it is. This is probably three times the amount of lyrics of any individual is, song we've done. This is progressive rock, my friend. Well, All right. not compared to what we've been doing. Cold and misty morning, I heard a warning... Born in the air, about an age of power where no one had an hour to spare, where the seeds have withered, silent children shivered in the cold. Now their faces captured in the lenses of the jackals for gold. I'll be there, I'll be there, I will be there. Suffering in silence, they've all been betrayed. They hurt them and they beat them in a terrible way. Praying for survival at the end of the day, there is no compassion for those who stay. I'll be there, I'll be there, I will be there. There must be someone who can set them free to take their sorrow from this odyssey, to help the helpless and the refugee, to protect what's left of humanity. Can't you see? Can't you see? Can't you see? I'll be there. I'll be there. I will I will be there to heal their sorrow, to beg and borrow, fight tomorrow. Step inside. Hello. We've the most amazing show. You'll enjoy it all we know. Step inside. Step inside. We've got thrills and shocks, supersonic fighting cocks. Leave your hammers at the box. Come inside, come inside. Roll up, roll up, roll up. See the show. Left behind the bars, rows of bishops, heads in jars, and a tomb, or, I'm sorry, and a bomb inside a car. Spectacular, spectacular. 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 <laughs> spectacular. 
If you follow me, there's a specialty, some tears for you to see. Misery, misery, roll up, roll up, roll up, see the show. Next upon the bill in our house of vaudeville, we have a stripper in a till. What a thrill, what a thrill. And not content with that, with our hands behind our backs, we pull Jesus from a hat. Get into that, get into that. Roll up, roll up, roll up, see the show. Page two. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind a glass is a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Come inside. The show's about to start. Guaranteed to blow your head apart. Rest assured you'll get your money's worth. The greatest show in heaven, hell, or earth. You've got to see the show. It's a dynamo. You've got to see the show. It's rock and roll. Right before your eyes, we pulled laughter from the skies, and he laughs until he cries, then he dies, then he dies. Come inside, the show's about to start. It's guaranteed to blow your head apart. You've got to see the show, it's a dynamo. You've got to see the show, it's rock and roll. Oh! <laughs> Soon the gypsy queen in a glaze of Vaseline will perform on guillotine. What a scene, what a scene. Next upon the stand, will you please extend a hand to Alexander's ragtime band, Roll up, roll up, roll up, see the show. Performing on a stool, we have a sight to make you drool. Seven virgins and a mule. Keep it cool, keep it cool. We would like it to be known the exhibits that were shown were exclusively our own, all our own, all our own. Come and see the show, come and see the show, come and see the show, see the show. That's kind of like Dr. Seuss's dystopia. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of love it. Yeah, kind of. To me, it's like the, the lyrics are so... Seems like it took an idea from earlier, which would have been, you know, for the benefit of Mr. Kite by the Beatles. And they're like, well, we're going to go into that actual world. Like, we're going to go into Mr. Kite's crazy, you know, circus world and show you what is coming. So, so any of uh, Aaron or my friends uh, who know this kind of music know exactly what the song is. Matt may have some kind of clue towards what this music is because... It's been used as bumper music for tunes, although usually it's like the third movement and second second movement of this yeah, tune. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm, we're gonna go ahead and stop here for a second. Let him let Matt take on this uh, the first whole movement of the song, which is glorious, and then uh, we'll come back and review our findings. Wait for it. Turned from listening to what you all know is Carn Evil number, number nine. nine. Number nine. Number nine. First impression, movement one, which is uh, the reason I dig this song is because it's unprecedented, and that's important to me for uh, original progressive rock. Like, as an original meaning early progressive rock, not meaning like a band trying to make original music. But uh, for its era, there's no reason why something like this should have been possible or thought of. It's a bunch of dudes who are uh, incredibly talented and incredibly stoned <laughs> and <laughs> writing. What year was this song? Was this is it 74? 72? Some, it's early 70s. Yeah. yeah, I think it's 72, I believe. Is this? There's definitely a lot of psychedelic rock uh, influence uh, yeah. in, in this song. 
and in his band in general. Yeah, I love the fact that it's it's three musicians and it, they're making like a wall of music that like would take like sequencers and and apps and friggin' iPhones and crap like that <laughs> to make make happen now. It, there's no digital technology. The only digital technology involved in this is the MP3 compression that I just played <laughs> it to you through. So this is the fact that it, you know what was done back then shouldn't have been possible and wouldn't be done by people today like in the same context people would take the easy way out and cut and paste their way through the shit so to me that's kind of cool um uh, they also are one of the one of the big influences for me in terms of writing like majestic themes and like you know uh um, huge melodies like you know kind of like film scorey kind of melodies um which we obviously use a lot in our awesomely silly music so that's my perspective. <laughs> I think the the influence of Elmer's and Lincoln Palmer goes well beyond musicians. Um, you know, this this affected writers and artists as well. Like and people NASA. who would listen to this music when they were were doing stuff like some of the the imagery invoked in Carnival Number no. Nine can be seen in cartoon shows like Futurama. You know, I mean, like where they have like people's heads like, like in glass jars and they can talk in the future. You know what I mean? And like the the entire planet is zorched. But there's a blade of grass, like, in a museum case. Like, oh, there used to be grass on the ground. <laughs> and so I think that, um, you know, just limiting, you know, the influence of Emerson, Lake, and Palmer to, you know, just musicians is, is kind of, you know, dull. But they also they, have they one have of much... the most perverted artists of all time. Oh, right Giger? <laughs> however it's pronounced. Giger or Geiger, however or, you like to say it. Or I, I, I prefer Giger. <laughs> Which is probably the wrong pronunciation, but I'm from fucking Chicago, so <laughs> I can say whatever the hell I want. But uh, yeah, the the cover art on this album is absolutely one of my favorites. Uh, Brain Salad Surgery, I believe, is yep. the, the album, and uh, it's very in the in the realm of what would become Alien, uh, yeah, or definitely. known as Alien type art, biomech, uh, I believe, is the the in general art form. But um, very very early sketches of, of Giger, who was not a, a well-known artist at all at that point, uh, definitely where he got his start as well. Yeah, not if sure we, if they we gave him a copy to... of the record and said, listen <laughs> to this, and then just draw what you hear. <laughs> I have this feeling that if we wanted him to do our album cover, he would refuse. Oh, I'm pretty sure. I have a feeling that wouldn't so, go over well. Well, I, unless we handed him a gigantic stack of money, in which case yeah. he's like, absolutely, I love Or just music. like a giant bag of cocks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> here's, here's a penis and a bunch of morphine. Uh, go ahead and draw our album cover. So. And we would use it, so if you're right. listening. Yeah. So Matt, Matt's first impression of this record, go. Uh, I, I'm actually I'm somewhat familiar with ELP. My dad uh, listened to a lot of ELP when I was a kid. My dad... Uh, Grew up playing the Hammond organ with a big Leslie speaker and listened to a lot of psychedelic rock bands that had similar setups. My dad was in a uh, kind of a cover band, I guess, called the Medieval Times, uh, which is how he and my mom met. My mom uh, thought he was cute up on stage and she hung around after the show and uh, and met him. So uh, I grew up listening to a lot of of songs and bands uh, with that type of uh, uh, organ sound. so where did so, you go wrong? I was wondering the same thing. <laughs> yeah, like how did where where did the train go off the tracks? So I actually I, I I have I've heard I don't think I've ever heard this song all the way through at least not in this this format. Sure. Uh, uh, maybe I've heard this song like cut up 
uh, in the shorter bits. Yeah, it's edited. There's radio edit versions because it's like eight and a half minutes long. Yeah. And then there's uh, the other themes uh, kind of restate certain parts of this that you might have heard the other themes or, you know, the other tunes are shorter. That could be. Uh, yeah, so I've definitely heard ELP and I like I like ELP. I, I don't listen to it very often. And, uh, I don't think I own any myself. Uh, not that I can think of. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I... I there's probably not a whole lot to talk about this week. Cause well, I, I, I like this song. I enjoy this song. I think this song, for me, you know, it's, it's obviously progressive rock, but I think there's a lot more uh, psychedelic rock going on at the same time with this. Um, you know, this isn't, you know, contrast this to last week's Bitor and the Snow Dog song. How is that any less psychedelic? <laughs> I mean, those guys were sober as hell. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they were drunk, but they were, <laughs> some of them They were. might have been pretty high when they wrote Bitor. I don't but know. I mean, that's that's like as, as out there as anything else. So, so the thing is, to me, this is, this as much as one would want to tag it as psychedelic, um, and there are those elements going on, this is clearly like, you know, this is as prog as it This is. is monumental yeah. progressive rock. This is like what most prog rock uh, comes from, like the rock, not the metal prog metal kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, a lot of that goes off the rails into kind of being a, comp- a competitive, uh, you know, sport. But uh, but this is straight up prog rock, and there's so many themes. I mean, all you have to do is, you know, it's one of your touchstones is like for, for prog rock is if you can tap your foot the whole way through and you've never heard the song before, it's probably not prog rock. <laughs> so um, this one, you definitely would fail if you try to tap tap along until you catch on to each individual theme. But yeah, um, so I, I wouldn't, like, I would say like an example of, of psychedelic um, music and, and th- that kind of scene would be more like gong or something like that, which is definitely dramatically more out there and trippy. Um, this isn't really all that trippy to me, but maybe that's just my personal opinion. I don't know. Like I said, um, you know, th- this harkens back to something like, you know, some people point to, you know, Sgt. Pepper's as being like the first progressive rock album ever for being, you know, just odd. Like the, it, it was still poppy in its sensibility, but like odd subject matter, odd harmonies, weird sounding songs. And so, like, I feel like that was a direct influence on this record where it's like, we're going to take that, the dystopian future, and we're going to add, you know, elements of chaos to it, but we're also going to add, you know, we're going to try to describe what we're seeing through music, you know? And so, like, if you you were to take a man from the present day and drop him in, like, a post-apocalyptic future and just, like, hear the music in his head as he looks around in a circle, that's kind of what comes out here. I feel like ELP does a really great job of championing, championing, championing the organ style music that is prog rock, where you have like Yes and Gentle Giant and Emerson Lake and Palmer, obviously, and uh, bands like Jan, like the Jan Hammer Group or Jan Hammer playing with Jeff Beck when they were doing more progressive type stuff. Um, well, you had you only the had Vogue and the ARP synthesizers. You only had so many different products in that in that era that you could play through. So you had like you know obviously mm-hmm. Mellotron. You had some of the Moog stuff was coming out. You had the you know the, the B three was still the big and the big all all well on display in all of the bands we just uh, mentioned. But um, really, as a lead instrument, not necessarily a, a rhythm keeping instrument, um, which sometimes the organ can fall into the category of like you, the organ will sit in the background and be playing rhythm. Um, while a guitar player may play over or something like that, I definitely feel like it shares time with the the guitar. I don't feel like either one of them is a, a, a more dominant instrument. That'll be a necessity in any kind of 
trio, especially a progressive rock trio. But yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. Well, I guess we'll chalk this one up to Matt loves progressive rock. <laughs> and uh, so that's yet another win in our camp. So just to review, we had uh, we had a King Crimson victory. Mm-hmm. Yep. We had this one straight up victory. Yeah. Uh, then we had um, like a non-loss on our on for on us. Porcupine pro- tree. Porcupine tree. It was a non-loss for Team Progressive Rock. It was a non-win. It was a push. Uh, uh, it was a push. <laughs> I don't think so. Best. I don't think so. I think it, it was. It went, it went I did not pushing loss. the deal. Uh, uh, in a push. All uh, we have I did to, not hate that song, but that's all I, we I have did to not prove. enjoy it either. All we it's, have to prove is like, that it is like not fucking suck. It's getting a flu shot. It's like something oh, you just on. have to sit through and bear and you know it'll be over. No, 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 no. It's not exactly that at all. Which is because that song could probably be found on the anesthetized DVD. <laughs> so, like, yeah, you are getting a shot. Well, my our, our, our objective here is just to prove that progressive <laughs> rock does not fucking suck. So I kind of think that it's you know, more <laughs> of a win than a, yeah. than a push. <laughs> um, and then we had a Rush song, which was two Rush songs. that failed. Yeah, they failed only because Matt is not just just not there yet in the well, right Well, my favorite space. was last week. Pete picked a Rush song, and then Pete wound up crapping on the song itself. <laughs> <laughs> so. Turncoat. Indeed. Turncoat. I hate Turncoat. And then we have our lost episode. No. We have a yeah. lost episode, which will be released at some point or another, after I make Aaron do his penance. If, it, if this thing is, is famous enough, you might hear the lost episode wherein I and Chris have a complete mental and psychotic break and try to kill each <laughs> other on the podcast. So. I'm not sure that happened. It totally <laughs> happened, but it's in the last episode, so nobody's ever going to know All about right, it. We'll tune in next time where we find some more incredible progressive rock or metal genius and expose Matt to it and hopefully boost his IQ a little bit. Wow. Yeah, I said that. He's probably the smartest person at the table. I'm not sure about I that. I stopped listening five minutes ago. Cool, yeah, see? He's the most ignorant person at the table for sure. Oh, no, All right, we no need more doubt. we need more beer and let's get some work done. All Thanks right. for listening. Bye. Bye.